This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. My name is Keen and I eat ass so I can eat a bug. And my name is James and I've got... Or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Sissy That Pod. Today we are unwrapping 42 brand new looks straight off of the runway stage. It was... It was a, a tale of two balls. It, it was. It was a pair of balls. And they did mm, not let absolutely. us forget that that pun existed at any stage. No. <laughs> and like the most looks we've ever seen in Drag Race history in, in one episode. And honestly, I think you feel differently. I will not remember any of them in three weeks. I thought they were very... Oh, no. Looks wise, it was pretty bland. But I really enjoyed the episode. Like I loved all the time that we got in the like in the in the workroom I loved all that it was very Project Runway which is which is one of my favourite shows um, and I do think thank the gay gods that they split it into those two ball categories so we didn't have 14 versions of each look we only had seven yeah, of each absolutely but fortunately we are joined by the fabulous Jen Morris to run then all 42 looks so we all could be around the bush and let's get on with it Jen Morris, thank you for coming back onto the show. We've got a, a 42 looks to digest, so we've, we've got a, a healthy plate of drag <laughs> content to discuss. How are you keeping? I'm good. Thanks for having me. No My favourite podcast. Time. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> we'll send you, uh, we'll, we'll revolute you that money. Oh for, for yeah. No problem. <laughs> I'll give you the, the, the mace rate. Okay. <laughs> uh, did the first two episodes impress you? Yeah, I'm, I'm not really into the whole, like, two openers thing. I'm like, just get into it, like, you know? Mm. I, I'm not really mad into that. And then, like, this new twist that they have. I, I don't know. I feel like the talent is quite strong. Yes. And, like, there's a lot of very, like, different queens than we've seen in previous seasons. I feel like there's a huge diversity in the queens this year. Mm. But... I just I just get into the meat and bones of the competition. Uh, yes, I've got to be honest with you. First off, I, I do think that this episode could be in the running for one of the best episodes yeah. of of all time. There was so really? much in it. Like there was like like a, a really authentic mirror moment. There yeah. was the like weirdness of like eating the dragonfly. There was some yes. amazing looks. Like the, the RuPaul's Drag Race Fear Factor collab that yeah. nobody asked for. RuPaul like seems to be like literally losing their mind in the message. But I, I also was just like when Orion and Daya walked back into that workroom, I was like, RuPaul, you need to send bitches home. These bitches keep coming back. I don't want that. So I was going to say, I thought this was one of the most disappointing episodes of Drag Race ever Gosh. because... There's honestly 42 looks and I'm never going to remember one of them I thought they were all really drab there was some local highlights no, but I thought they oh were gosh. so boring and then I was just so disappointed that it was like is that it they're back what was the whole, what was the fucking point of the last what two weeks what was the reason and, I, <laughs> and how many times did you say one of you's going to sashay away and it just was like what was the point I don't know why we bothered like, getting invested and sending people home I just didn't I didn't understand it so that annoyed me as well yeah I would have much rather it if they were doing the two big openings and they just sent nobody home because yeah, it actually yeah. added nothing honest. to the story like yeah. like are we rooting for them more no we're not no. like it's it no. is what it is they're back now and, and we're back to the full cast again like yeah, yeah. 
just annoyed me. And also, like, I I think that in the moment, like, as they were filming it for both Orion and Daya, then they are going to, like, how will that have impacted their, like, self-belief or how they are going to be, like, approaching the competition? Mm -hmm. Because they're both going to be looked at as queens who were sent home and then got to come back. So they'll have that kind of, like, hang. So I, I did, I... Like, I kind of think, I know last year everyone was, like, giving out because it was about 17 episodes into the season before they actually sent anyone home. But mm. I I think that if they weren't actually authentically sending those people home, then they shouldn't have done it. Like, they shouldn't yeah. have done it. But, and I do think, though, like, one of the reasons I love this episode is that you really got a sense, you kind of, because you knew the queens from seeing them in the, the split opening, it meant that you could really kind of get into their personalities and you were, like, quite invested already. So when you, like, because you'd gotten to know them in those smaller groups, maybe. Here's my question though, right? So this is the problem. So they're after sending two queens back, right? So now we're back to the full cast again. I know obviously we lost someone at the end of this episode, right? But does this mean we're going to have a redemption episode where people come back again and this chocolate bar situation? So like, does that mean we're going to lose two queens and then get them back again? <laughs> no, like... I think we're like... I don't, I don't think... I think the only person who's going to be like the only person who's going to be like getting a second chance is whoever the producers give the gold chocolate bar to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's the, the per- that they'll get their moment. And I, like we were talking about this uh, like a couple of weeks ago, Keen, when we were talking about this kind of twist and we were saying that like, it's obviously going to be producer driven. And if it gets sort of like yeah. to the second half of the season and no one's gotten it yet, they'll be like, all oh, right, quick, get cornbread into the bottom too. So that, so that she can lose the lip sync so that we can have the like kind of redemption moment for her. And it's going to feel mm-hmm. like completely contrived. Mm-hmm. I, I do love how the episode, like when the two of them came together, though like we started with some hateration holleration in the cancery <laughs> yeah. with the Mary Jane Light wig like yeah. <laughs> they just got right to it like. <laughs> there was interesting amounts of like recognition and stuff like oh I follow you on Instagram mm-hmm. and stuff I thought that was nice it was kind of nice to see the two worlds collide yeah. I, feel, I, I feel like though um, the way that drag has gone now and it's so a lot of it is very social media driven like even like with our Irish queens like they all have this very strong yeah. presence presence mm. online um i think that there is going to be a lot of cross mixing of queens of a certain tier like queens that are on a certain yes. level and also like everyone talks you know yeah. they all yeah. talk between each other and like yeah. you might say oh i heard so and so might be getting cast so they'll follow them or they, you know that kind of way so it's kind mm. of i feel like there is always going to be that kind of mixing in the drag scene you know yeah yeah yeah, and I think the, the one person who keeps getting referenced the most isn't even on the show. It's Sasha Colby, who like keeps being brought up in relation to, to Kerry. And I have to say, like, I was so excited for Kerry Colby coming into this because, I mean, honestly, probably like I'm going to call it as the most beautiful person mm-hmm. that like stunning looking Kerry queen. Hilton. Oh, completely. Like just insanely beautiful. But mm-hmm. so far I have seen like exactly nothing. From yeah. I'm so I, underwhelmed. Christoph so, so fell big time for me in this episode. I mean, look, I'm sure we're going to address this, but it's season 14 and you can't sew. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No. Like, I'm I'm just not accepting that anymore. No. And like, no. even like, you know, this whole attitude as well, because like at the start of the episode, um, when June came in, right? This is an attitude that I hate, right? And it's come really prevalent last year. If I have to lip sync every single week, I would prove myself that no, sorry. Yeah. No, no. Like you kind of know what the competition is going to be. Like while they change the formats of different things, like 
the bones of it are usually quite similar, like sewing yeah. challenge, acting challenge, snatch game, da da whatever. Like make RuPaul laugh. Where are the jokes? And to come in and not know like a major, major part of completely oh, it's crazy and, and yeah. also like something that will be like just to you like as a as a performer as a drag queen something that will just be useful like something a useful that's probably going to save you money in the long run even if you just know how to make one type of dress mm-hmm. and you can just flex to making that for yourself in that time yeah. like that that makes yeah the Rio approach to exactly yeah like just yeah. do that and you are I, I do get frustrated by that it's like because then it's like i don't care i i'm better than the competition i'm be- i'm i deserve to win without mm-hmm. having to like follow the rules or like do the mm. challenges like, that's just I, to me if i was going to drag race right and i can't sew obviously right and like it's like when shangela came back and she had the sewing lessons and she still couldn't sew but like anyway <laughs> that's a story for another day but um i would i would literally learn how to work a sewing machine yeah just yes. as long as i could like thread it do all that stuff i did it in home ec when i was in like first year can't remember yeah. <laughs> but like i would learn like the basics because like i just i don't think there's any excuse for not being able to do an element of the competition at yes. this point. No, yeah. completely. But completely. imagine someone going on to Bake Off. It's like, oh, I've never made bread. Yeah. yeah. I've never made a Victoria sponge before. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, Jen, would you eat a dragonfly for a grand? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would too. I <laughs> to would be too. fair, me too. I mean, like, you know, right now, having consumed half the beer in Dublin last night, I, I think I probably wouldn't be able for it. But on another day, I would be happy to... to look, here, here's the way I look at things like this, right? It's probably a delicacy somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you're just broadening your horizons. Really. I quite like the idea that behind stage, you know, the, the doctor, the health and safety team were like taking a break and then someone was like, We need the doctor, they're eating a dragonfly. Is that okay? Does insurance cover that? For too long. <laughs> also, what is it with drag race and murdering insects? We have the butterflies. Yeah. And now this. <laughs> the butterflies. Like I think about that often. That's yeah. why it was like and like just it's just the reactions of the audience when like she's just opening it out and all the butterflies are just <laughs> dead. <laughs> and she's trying to like like flick them to life. Like, oh gosh. Oh my yeah. god, I actually have secondhand like anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> uh you wanted to chat about the, the mirror moments, James, in the in the workroom. Well, I, I thought that like, okay, not even just the mirror moments, but I think that kind of right from like when the challenge was set, there was great crack being had between the between the, the, the contestants. Like, there was a really good balance of kind of, you know, kind of meaningful conversations, getting to know the queens and then just sort of like, like that whole chat that they had between Cornbread and Maddie about being a straight queen mm-hmm. and then kind of like how that was punctuated with humour because Carrie was sitting over like, oh, are you straight? Like there was just... A, it just showed how strong the cast are, like how like how good they gel together, how well they work together. Um, I really enjoyed the the conversation that Cornbread had with Willow about kind of that like the, the their condition because it kind of it helped you really understand like how difficult it is to compete in the competition for someone like Willow who's like has a uh, has like a, an illness prevents them from like kind of using their hands yeah. in a you know I think I just felt they really got to know the queens and they seemed really authentic. It didn't seem staged in any way. No. Like I, I I thought that the mirror talk was was really, really nice as well. Like and I just obviously it was quite confronting as well. Yeah. Um, you know, even with the conversation with Cornbread and she got so upset and yes, you know, 
obviously like it's just so hard to even put yourself in that headspace of like obviously right I, I think as I'm a cis heterosexual woman like it it's hard for me to even my mind to go there mm-hmm. think that your family would like completely be like no just get out and they wouldn't even look for you yeah yeah. If you were trans or if you were gay or, or or however you want to identify that your family would be like, absolutely not. And I'm not even going to bother looking for you. Like, I felt like that was like palpable. Like you could see it. I feel like we've seen so many mirror talks where queens get upset. OK, and it's like they get a little bit upset. and They're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm crying. But she was like, you could see it in her that she was just breaking. Yeah. You know, I- so. And you could tell how it caught her by surprise as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I think she even said, like, she addressed it then and talking about it. She was like, I didn't realize that these depths are still here. Mm-hmm. And probably it was hearing Kerry talk about her sort of experience, which had been somewhat similar to, mm-hmm. to, to her own, where her family had basically sort of let her know the way you are, the who you are as a person is not acceptable. You're a disappointment to us. And then, like, having that kind of triggering her own experiences like and I think for for you know like the sad sad tears of a client like when you see someone who is such a big personality and like is so sort of vivacious and dynamic that when you see that vulnerable side of them like it kind of like it really changes how you perceive that person yeah there was like no wall there no facade like you could just see that she like the fact that she even removed herself from the situation yes you know she couldn't like and like I think we've like in different ways obviously to different extents like we've all been there as you were saying, like, I think she was caught off guard. Yes. Like, she didn't expect this, like, very similar confronting conversation to happen. And I think that's very hard to, like, you're nearly angry with yourself that you can't stop yes. the emotions from coming out. Yeah. But, like, if it's going to come, it's going to come, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. And I think one of the things I really like about this class is the sisterhood. Like, I think Cornbread mm-hmm. was fantastic in that conversation with Willow. Do you want me to get you some hot water? And in the conversation with Maddie, and, you know, she was like, well, you've got loads of other supportive people here as mm-hmm. well. Like, I really like seeing the sisterhood. And I know that there is a penchant for drama amongst the audience, but I actually do quite like the 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 love I guess in the room yeah. I, I think I'm kind of fe- like I think there's other scripted reality shows that you can go to for the drama when it's a competition I'd probably rather see the camaraderie but then yeah. on the other side can we talk about June's conversation with Orion yeah I didn't understand that it I was thought like... that was so so weird she was yeah. trying to undercut her like she was basically trying to demean her and undermine her to tell her like you better watch out now because like you're being watched with an extra focus because you went home and this, that and the other when like, I mean, the call is coming from inside the yeah. house. Really. Like... <laughs> no, completely. <laughs> but I think as well, like there obviously was that sense of kind of relief about like, you know, June was in the bottom two that previous week. There was a sense of relief of having kind of like, oh, well, I didn't go home first. I proved myself. And then the bringing that competitor back in maybe challenged the sort of sense yeah. of like, oh, I belong here or whatever. But it was very weird to go and be like yeah Mm. to go and be like I was really annoyed when I saw you and obviously I'd prefer if you weren't here but I guess you do you sis yeah like it was just so hope you win (laughs) yeah It was, that was strange. I, I forgot about it was that. Really, really, really strange. And like, it just, the animosity was was palpable. Like, yeah, I just it was. feel like I know. Like, obviously, the whole tro- trope of like it's not RuPaul's best friend race, right? We totally understand that and everything. Okay, but like, I think even looking at someone like Bianca Del Rio or like really a lot of like the winners in the past or people that have done really re- really well, they're so concerned about their own competition mm. that they're not worried about being assholes. Like, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
No, yeah. you see that every every with every cast, the people who are focused on their own experience and focus on focusing on like how they can do the best are mm-hmm. the ones who always manage to make it to the end and win because if you are like getting yourself dragged down into kind of thinking like because essentially if you're getting into that kind of mindset you're admitting that someone in the competition is better than you and you need to try and like meddle in their experience Mm -hmm. to try and undercut them so Mm -hmm. it's like you're you're lacking in that belief in yourself and you know the people who do win are the people who are just like i know what i do really well and i'm not going to be threatened what other people by what other people do because Mm -hmm. what i'm serving is valid. authentically me. It's authentically me. As, as June said at the end of the Untucked, like, I was here, I got sent home, but most importantly, I'm me. <laughs> like, <laughs> great, get that on a t shirt, June. Get that on a t shirt. <laughs> right, let's get into these looks. Uh, I'm going to share the screen so we can talk through them as we see them. Um, so we're going we to talk through them queen by queen. Uh, we'll we'll I I'll, I'll I'll have we have a little video here. I'll try to describe the looks in as best way possible. I always struggle with this. Jen, you can tell us what you think. Stylish is stupid for the three looks, and then James and I can share whether we Looks agree like or not right so first up i'm just going based on the video i found online diabetti uh so so she's in the category of the red white and blue mm-hmm. um so she did red hot the evening white and then make a wedding dress out of the red white and blue so her red dress was like kind of white with polka dots with big uh pigtails and a pearl necklace she gave you kind of lady gaga white look and then she had made like a nice frill around the neck and at the base of the dress for her red white and blue Okay, so I think all of her looks, for me, I think they were really, really good. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they were stylish. First look, stylish, definitely resort wear, very, very cute, but it is literally Crystal Method. Second look is the Countess meets Crystal Method. <laughs> <laughs> the third look is Fashion Clown as Crystal Method. Yeah. <laughs> third look is straight up Crystal Method. Crystal Method basically wore the same thing, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, it was like that was just a Crystal Method look. The one thing I could not get away from in the first look was how tiny, tiny, tiny Daya's head looked on this <laughs> huge, big body. <laughs> It's so yeah. tiny, tiny, tiny. The wig I, really shrinks her head. Yeah. I did think it it's was like that, class. Like, yeah, I, it was class. It looked very like um, that Beetlejuice thing where like yeah. the head gets shrunk. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. But yeah, no, I thought I thought she like hit the... The only thing I don't understand in this, the, the resort wear. I felt like, no, I, resort wear to me is like swimsuit. Me too. That, that's what I was thinking. So I didn't really understand how no one was really doing that. But alas, what do I know? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, well, next up is is Angie. In her red look, she gave us a kind of like lame, really flowy kind of knee length or it was kind of waist length uh, dress. Then the white was like a a jumpsuit um, with a cape that came out from from behind it. Very uh, Jade Essence Hall, I thought, of that (gasps) one. I literally... I wrote down Jade As- Essence Hall. I feel like I've seen her wear this. Yeah, yes. I think so too. <laughs> and then the final look, I got quite Indian from it. Whatever. It's red and it has these kind of like blue gems mm-hmm. across Petals, the bodice yeah. and stuff and like a, and a, and, and a, and like a trainy veil around from the arms. I love Angeria so much. <laughs> <laughs> so much. Um, I'm going to say stylish, stylish, but it was a Jade Essence Hall hand-me-down. And... Yeah stylish i think okay. it was very well executed i i'm not 
I do think that she could have worn like the white in a different way, but it is stylish. I think it's well executed. It's well made. I like it for the last one. Okay. I, yeah, I I I agree. All three of them were just gorgeous, mm-hmm. and she has such an energy of Jada about her. Just confidence, like it. It feels like a two horse race between Angie and Cornbread now. Like I'm just mm-hmm. like I'm calling it this far out. So I'm like they're the two to watch. That red look I think was my favorite though. The oh, the resort because it just she looked so sort of like 1960s almost and kind of like the twirling when it all lifted up just so mm-hmm. like airy and light. Yeah, the the white look was great. Honestly, perfect, amazing, beautiful. What I think is really interesting about her, and maybe Jenny, you, you, you can clock the makeup a bit better than I can, but I think because she has such a distinctive face, I think she comes across a lot more sort of model esque than some of the other queens who kind of paint on this yassificated look on them. Whereas I think because she's so <laughs> she's so pointy and stuff, like I just think yeah, she yeah, always yeah. looks so distinct. She does have like very like severe features, and like when mm. it's like contoured and stuff, but I just think she's so beautiful, and like yeah. the way she works the stage, like you can tell she's like so pageant. Yeah, but like definitely like I do think her makeup is so distinctive and eye catching, but it's quite severe, but yeah. like severe in a soft way. Okay, yeah, makes no sense. <laughs> I, yeah, I, no, I, I kind of I kind of like like her her she has like a very shark fin face but yeah. it doesn't look like she's gonna eat you it's like she's oh, you she's know she's so beautiful she's so like, beautiful. I, love her. I, I did love the like... relationship to her and Lady Camden actually I was I... mentioned I meant to like the weird sort of like Lady Camden doing the impression and the, like the side eye I, I really like that it made me like Lady Camden who was not someone I've been a fan of to this yeah. point no I, no I just love Angie and like I feel like there's something about her that's like the essence of like you know Sammy Sweetheart in Jersey Shore like she's yes. the sweetest bitch you'll ever meet like I love that yeah. <laughs> I love that also the, the guest judge Christine Chu I think her name was from Bling Empire she said this red look reminds her of Marvin Gaye I was like, has, does Marvin Gaye wear red lame? Like what's, or red too? Like what's going on? I was just like, what? Well, and maybe I, up, up in heaven now he's floating around in a little red number. A little red number. Because it was <laughs> like, you reminded me of Marvin Gaye. I wanted to get it on. I was like, did you just make that oh, stupid yeah, like, I reference? Yeah, I making a stupid pun. Joke, okay. Her right. makeup was also so beautiful. Whoever did mm. her makeup, I she love it. She is gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, next up we have Deja Sky so her red look was kind of more kind of flowy again it was kind of some more uh, tulle the white was a sort of power suit look with the kind of heart of the ocean necklace around her waist again heavy contour under the eye again like her entrance look Mm -hmm. or highlight sorry under the eye and then the final look was I actually thought her best even though she made it herself was kind of like a really plush floral mm-hmm. kind of ready burgundy off the shoulder number um what do you think of these oh so i do okay let me just give me a second here okay i do think they're stylish looks like i feel like they're well executed and all that jazz right but i feel like the styling mm. was stupid i feel like she doesn't have that finesse like why does she have lilac hair with a red dress like why? i clocked that too that was there's off. a few different things that i was like oh like i wish if she had like if she'd done like a black hair or even like i don't know some other it's not purple why purple yeah. and even down to like the final look even though it was a beautifully constructed gown i feel like the sashes they were kind of just like placed on the dress they weren't draped very beautifully like they didn't they could have been draped really really nice to like fit her silhouette so i'm gonna say stupid okay but, but it, it could have been stylish 
Uh, yeah, I kind of second that, and I think that the the last one there's some sort of, like it has kind of a costumey kind mm-hmm. of a like a French. If you were going to like a French Revolution sort of uh, themed party, this is kind of like the very highest end outfit you'd wear. Like it's kind of Viva mm-hmm. Revolution, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Galate, Fraternite, Yasite. Um, you would be giving I, her the guillotine then, I guess, for that look. No, now. God. <laughs> uh, the red. I love the red look from the neck down, and actually mm-hmm. from the the neck up. She also look gorgeous but it was like very much from two different mm-hmm. two different outfits for me um yeah and uh, what's going on with, why do you think she's over highlighting the highlight there like what do you think what what's i just think it's so harsh it's hard she doesn't really let you in it's definitely a trend at the moment now as well for the under eyes even like the the ladies that are doing the ig makeup um mm. are doing it as well you kind of look like you need to sneeze all the time you know yeah. <laughs> like your eyes are just really really small um but yeah i think it's just like a trend at the moment like people are using mac shivering white as like okay. a setting powder right okay uh it certainly n- gives the shape a very triangular face uh, a triangular feature yeah, yeah you can see it's like a mask for very there you go get distracted yeah. by her <laughs> uh jasmine kennedy next so she gave us like a red sort of um i don't know a lady in the cat skills is kind of what i was getting with with the red look the white one was very ballerina there was like pearls it was kind of like a kind of uh, oh feathery tutu mm-hmm. around the, the the waist and then the final look her red white and blue um i don't it was it kind of looked spray painty or something they, this mm-hmm. was a decoration on the material and it was just sort of a, a dress from the waist down i didn't think it was particularly remarkable I am going to say stylish, okay? Because first of all, she actually had resort wear in her first look, okay? Actual resort wear. The mm-hmm. second look was beautiful, even though it was a bit ice skatery. My only, only, only gripe is that I wish that the new delusion was more matched to her skin tone. It's so yeah. yellow. Um, And then she was giving me anti-Sam. Like she was giving me red, white and blue. Like I loved the final look. Although I did watch pit stop and they said that her um star was just there she didn't make that and i do feel like that is like the star of the piece but mm-hmm. i'm gonna say stylish i really liked all of her looks even though they could have been tweaked a tiny bit but i think like stylish I, I i kind of wasn't overly impressed with her in the the first episode and i kind of thought she got ranked high kind of inappropriately with like a lot of this stuff and i thought she turned it around in this episode i i really loved this look everything she has has like a real 60s kind of jackie o kind of a mm-hmm. kind of a vibe going to it she's beautiful i do really like this and again i like the, the star is like the like it's kind of like one of those uh, miscongeniality those big pageants that you see like with the stupid big decoration things on it like i i yeah i thought you i thought it was really good i didn't i i liked the 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 cat skills one i didn't like the other two i just don't get her point of view i don't know what she's trying to say to me i don't know what she's trying to sell to me i find her quite bland she's trying to say i'm america's Mm. next drag superstar i I, I I don't believe it i understand what you're saying there as well because like even the thing with the um claws like the oh yes she when she was in her like confessional and was like um oh you know like I want to do this to show that like I'm quirky and I'm different whatever she wasn't actually saying like oh I um this is my drag and this is who I am and I am this quirky queen or whatever she's like I just want to show them that I I can do this like I'm quirky I'm different like she was doing it for a reaction rather than 
this is I me. had completely forgotten about those and actually that made me dislike it at the time because I was like this is irrelevant like your your like drag aesthetic that we've seen is kind of like high glam and and all of that but it was a bit like why have you done this what what is that adding to the to the outfit Georges so I mean these were all very simple the red one was just like a little red dress with a, like a cut to one side I thought it was very Jennifer Lopez the white one um, was again off the shoulder with a leg slit and long gloves and then the the red white and blue was like a ice skating dancer mm-hmm. or something from Strictly Come Dancing it definitely wasn't bridal anyway no look I'm going to say stylish because she's actually the most beautiful woman I've ever mm-hmm. seen in my life okay and like yeah the pieces were like she gave us disco she gave us Ariana Grande's wedding dress she gave us Selena Quintanilla apparently mm-hmm. um but I, I just, I think she's resting on pretty a little bit. Absolutely. Like, it is so stylish. It's so stunning. But, like, also, it's just because she's so beautiful. And that, she's literally beautiful. Your smile yeah, is gorgeous. Yeah. Like, it's pretty and skinny privilege. Like, yeah, mine. yeah. So, <laughs> I just think, like, it's not this wow factor at all. And, like, as Drag Race shows, like, that will come to light. Like, it will affect her yeah. experience on the show. Yeah. I thought that the red one looked like she had, like, it kind of felt like it was trapped in her tights or something like she'd gone mm-hmm. to the bathroom and like but the way it was go. like reefed up but the and I absolutely like I would have been fully okay with her being safe but the fact that she was in the top when there was like like I think mm-hmm. Jasmine Kennedy would have deserved like a top placement there's lots of the queens going through here that would have deserved that type of placement over over Georgia's like yeah. she's gorgeous at the white look was beautiful like it was definitely the best of the, the three mm-hmm. of them she did look great like but this the, the look she made herself first of all it wasn't bridal and second of all it looked messy like you could see the puckering from where and that fabric is hard enough to try and like sew it so like for trying to use it fair play to her but like it looked messy and there was other queens I think who would have deserved that top placement more than her in this yeah. case I actually thought she was going to be in the bottom when I saw her standing on the stage because I was like because she didn't do like mm. she just basically whatever the second look the first one it was literally just one piece of material and she managed to make it work. But, like, this is supposed to be a resourceful fashion challenge. Like, not just... Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, I, I thought she she used what God gave her to her further Best her cause effect. rather than any yeah, sort of yeah. talent. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, she could have come out wearing anything, really. And it would have been like, oh, my God, she's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think, like, yeah, the first two looks were nice. But, like, mm. I don't know. It shouldn't really matter, you know? Yeah. Uh, we have Lady Camden next. The first look was would you call what would you call, was they call that a bandana? I was trying struggling for the word for that. What would you it, call? Kind of yeah, I'd say yeah, a bandana. Bandana, a head wrap. Yeah, that's fair enough. All sort of in like crimson, big uh, square sunglasses on, very resort wear. Then the white one was like architectural. She called it. It was giving me sort of Bjork's swan dress. Is kind of what I saw from that with the weird sort of spiral staircase around her neck. And then the final look is. Um, oh this was actually this is one of the spray paints I actually like this one more and actually she wore black hair with it there's like a, a band kind of coming down diagonally and she had flowers and stuff um, I actually think the black hair really suited her yeah so do I I, I think this is stylish personally yeah. I think this is stylish I feel like her first look it felt very much like Samantha Jones in the Sex and City movie when they're in Dubai like I felt like we could totally see her in that like I, I got that whole mm. vibe and it was resort wear to me um, her second look I felt was a bit bulky but it was nice I don't get the wire and the third look I definitely don't get the wire but 
yeah. I'm willing to like omit my feelings for like Dermot Bannon having his say in the dress to like say that it is beautiful. You know what I mean? Like it is a yeah. beautiful dress. It's well constructed. It fits her well. The styling of it is really, really good. So I think all in all, I would say stylish. I, I would say she got across a more of a point of view than Jasmine Kennedy did. I, especially this first look in the red, I thought that's a real funny character i could imagine her like mm-hmm. smoking a cigarillo at a bar in camden do you know like i, I thought yeah. the middle one was strange but then the third one i also quite liked it was very manila luzon Katy perry yeah, get yeah, married yeah um, yeah so i know like I, I could definitely see that that third look is very sort of a glana del rey sort of sad sexy mm. um, sad girl summer sad girl summer um i like i think it's really impressive i really i think that it didn't need the like the string of tinsel wrapped around mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. but the like because obviously she had like cut those stars out and like a, like applied them herself and then i assume like had had to like spray paint on so i think like there was a lot of creativity in there i was really impressed with her overall i liked the white look as well like i did think it was kind of architectural and like you know it was interesting and different to, to a lot of what the other people were doing um but yeah i, I thought that she again again is someone who could have deserved to be in the bottom over or in the top over georgia's uh maddie was up next with the the jumpsuit that she made that was two sizes too big it looked like then we got the, our like ornacia club kid with the moon and the stars white look and you know looked like she was <laughs> lacking some red blood cells and then like the tanya harding wedding walking down the aisle little pound Holla makes me holla honey yeah <laughs> <laughs> um stylish and stupid Jen. where are we laughing at that <laughs> i'm gonna say stupid i'm sorry like <laughs> the first look it literally looked like it was bought in a in like the early 2000s. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was so ill-fitting mm-hmm. and like I just hated everything about it and it made Maddie look like very like squat like it didn't like elongate or like anything mm. it just looked weird like anyway then the second look um, and just on the first look there she also cannot serve on the runway. She no. gave us the most white boy twerk I have ever yeah. seen oh, right at the end. I have no like... bum, but I could twerk better than that. Like, it was so bad. Yeah. Like, in the most respectful way possible, like, this is exactly the fashion I would expect from a straight white male. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but, like, it, it is what it is, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, I just, I thought there was like, I think RuPaul in the judging, like, got it really, like, he didn't have that, like, ow. Like, I know that yeah. RuPaul was literally having a stroke, like, but mm. he doesn't, <laughs> like, Maddie just doesn't seem to have that, like, je ne sais quoi that makes you go, mm. like, ooh, amazing, you know? Yeah, there's a flatness to, to Maddie that we're, we're kind of seeing. And, like, that first look was, like, something that, like, it looks like a makeover challenge on Project Runway where, like, mm-hmm. a designer, like, Decide, had to make something they didn't want to like there was anger and frustration in it it looked like and it was so awkwardly presented <laughs> and like the stance there like the power the hand on the, the hip hand on the hip power stance and it's like is that what you think is sexy Maddie? I, I <laughs> Like I do, I do wonder that like about the about a disadvantage Maddie might have coming into the the this competition is like maybe not having the same understanding of presenting femininity that mm. the, other, yeah. the other queens have. So like maybe in the more like out there looks. But like of... it's not even about that though. Because at the end of the day, like what have we learned in the last like 10 years? Like drag is not all about this really feminine True. presenting. Like there's so many mm. different aspects to it. Like 
I just feel that like Maddie doesn't have this thing that just makes you want to like watch her and like have this magnetic kind of performance because like realistically drag queens are the Beyonce of all performers like they can sing dance act they can like draw a crowd in entertain make you buy drinks make you do this make it like there's so much that they can do their power is so strong and I just feel like Maddie is just like she feels like a makeover yes 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 I see that 100% like she definitely feels like she is there for the makeover challenge and I did like I actually like I quite liked the in a way like I didn't like overtly like it but I do think the final look that she created was impressively Mm -hmm. like well made and stuff but it is that wow factor that kind of va-va-voom that you want to see like the thing Mm -hmm. that like Angeria has or George's Mm -hmm. has or Cornbread had where you just are compelled to look at them I'm interested to see though because was it Jasmine said in the first like their opening episode that was it Jasmine Kennedy was like oh expect to see a lot from Maddie was it was it Jasmine Kennedy oh. one of them oh, said it anyway Dia, I think it was Diabetes said it because they it know was diabetes. From, yeah so um sorry I couldn't think there who it was but like the fact that Dia said that would make me think that like obviously there is something that Maddie does extremely successfully we yes. But I, I do I quite liked the last look, not in terms of what it looks like, but the presentation. And I I'm giving out about Jasmine and Lady Camden mm-hmm. not necessarily having a point of view. I see what Manny's point of view is. It's this like and I don't know if this is a okay term to use, but it's like white trash on the runway like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the Tanya Harding it's the middle America it's the trailer <laughs> parks of the world Shante, <laughs> white trash on the runway <laughs> <laughs> you know and I quite like that I quite like that that point of view yeah. it's not something that we normally get and it, and it isn't coming from a caricature way it's coming from mm-hmm. a kind of authentically lived way and I I quite liked that look and yeah. I was rooting for Maddie in the lip sync uh, over June for that reason so mm-hmm. Be interesting to see how it how it progresses. Uh, Alyssa Hunter is up next. So they were doing the the hide ball or whatever it was called. So she gave us the zebra, the leopard, and then the wedding dress made out of uh, animal material. So it was like a hockey um, zebra look. It was like a a high fashion triangular uh, cheetah leopard look, and then it was I don't know how you describe the last one but it was kind of like a gold iridescent um like a galaxy truffle wrapper yeah <laughs> yeah quality street eleganza yeah uh, impressed i think i for me i think stupid okay i wasn't but like in the same way i can kind of appreciate some of the silhouettes and stuff like that but like definitely didn't like the look she made herself i just felt like it was a bit meh um mm-hmm. And then the two looks she presented. The first look I felt was just really confused. Yeah. Like she was playing so yeah. many sports. Yeah. Um, and what does that have to do with anything? And then the second look, all of the shapes of the world and Grant. I don't know. I just, I wasn't really wowed. And I haven't really been wowed by her. Yeah, no. she's someone who promises a lot in the personality, like the kind of fieriness mm. and in the talking heads. And, you know, definitely up there for trade of the season. But I haven't been blown away on the performance side of it. And she was someone that I was kind of expecting to come in and really do well. Yeah. But I haven't. And I guess like maybe like we've only seen two episodes, maybe the best is yet to come. But I was somewhat underwhelmed, particularly like, as I said, and untucked their like a runway coach and like the like pageant world is where they come from. So you kind of would expect that this would be a challenge that they would excel in. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Alyssa's leopard look is definitely one of my favorites of the night. One of the very few that I actually thought was like more than a seven out of ten. So um, 
yeah, I didn't like that. But the others, yeah, were very forgettable. And again, no personality on the runway. I was like, what no. are you serving me? Just like stank face. I, no I, I think what you were saying there, James, like is so true. Like I think I expected quite a lot from Alyssa. Like I really expected like this explosion because like I feel like Puerto Rican queens in the past that like, we've seen like they're always so polished and everything. Yeah, mm. and like I feel like again maybe the same as Maddie. She just doesn't have that like ow. You yeah. know, <laughs> she's another one who needs a bit of RuPaul's meow juice, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or caffeine enema, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it was. yeah, whatever. It was. Yeah. Uh, Bosco was next. The it was like uh, the the zebra hat was kind of like a, a pointy headpiece and a and a court, like a kind of fur jacket with a red lining on the inside. Then it was it was supposed to be clashing patterns, so it was like a smaller leopard print on the bra and a bigger leopard print on the pants. And then for the final look, it was kind of Dalmatian and zebra again, and she had like the face of a Siberian tiger over her. Um, stylish or stupid? I'm gonna say stylish. And like Bosco has come a long way since I was a child. Let's just <laughs> <laughs> say that much. Um, I loved the red elements in it. Like I felt like the first look with the red in the jacket was just like, oh my god, chef's kiss. Like I thought yeah. it was so, so stunning so and like so sexy. And like her, I wasn't crazy about her middle look. I felt like if she was going to color black, she could have done different ways. Like I feel like she could have broken it up in the middle with like a black color or something. But all in all, like I was for all of the looks I was here for it do I think the last look was a wedding dress not really but then I don't feel like any of them are really following the brief so no. I'm not really going to judge them off that it is what no. it is now at this point I'm like changing the changing the game <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like the last look at all really like it was a worse version of her first look and I didn't get the extra bits of material hanging from her waist I didn't really know what was going on with that I, I think she just has such a beautiful like just such a beautiful face and it's mm-hmm. compelling to look at and she had like kind of this deed of Antilles sort of mm-hmm. Violet Chachki kind of you know intenseness rolling <clears throat> yeah. off her I really really love that first look and it was like the addition of the jacket and the kind of the red lining on it that like absolutely you know brought it to the next level and it was a way of doing kind of weird on the runway but in like a way that was so fashiony and so like you know like it wasn't like Jasmine Kennedy and the big like lobster claws it was like bringing an authentic weirdness mm. to the runway so this is part mm. of who I am as a performer yeah. but yeah I was super impressed with Bosco Club Kid Cruella Deville was kind of like yeah, it was kind of like a little bit uh, what I see as well was um, Beyonce's Black is King in um, King already and you know it already um Already, I couldn't think of the name there, literally saying it, but like <laughs> it gave some of the outfits and that I felt like I was getting that kind of vibe because, like, when she's doing the performance with the blue man and her hair is in the spikes and stuff and oh, the yeah. bodysuit, I felt like there was a little bit of a nod to yeah. that, a little small bit. I thought it was class, loved it. Yes. Uh, Willow Pill, I think my favorite look was Willow Pill Zebra look, which was in these kind of pastels mm-hmm. of blue, green, and orange. Then her uh, her uh, leopard leopard look was black on black in a sort of like Versace inspired look. And then the final one was a was it snakeskin? No, it was a leopard jumpsuit, kind of golden lame iridescent look with with sort of flowers and a black wig. Impressed. Willow Pill is my favorite. Like I. <laughs> love willow pill and i think everything was stylish down to like the details and like the thought she puts into everything like the last look literally that little piece of lace across the eyes i was like oh 
my god I've never seen a more beautiful woman in my life like yeah. and I was trying to figure out for a minute because um I just couldn't see it properly on my screen at first um on the tv and I was looking and I was like is that makeup is it glitter is it lace and then when I noticed it was like a little lace overlay on the eye I was like oh like the, that's yes. that's real thought and that's like real like proper attention awareness. to detail yeah mm. I loved it I, stylish 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 loved it yeah, I think that like very, very much a deserving winner like mm-hmm. was bringing like, you know, looks that were compelling and interesting to look at and really beautiful, but also like imbued with like a character, but without having to do too much to mm-hmm. like sell that character. Because like mm-hmm. I know we, we had Maddie who kind of was like really giving like a performance in order to like show, oh, I've got a character mm-hmm. for this. Whereas like Willow was just embodying it, embodying it just on the runway. Like I thought she and it looked so different in each of the looks mm-hmm. like really was like like a completely different person yeah. in each of the three looks yeah. she knows who she is yeah 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 definitely someone who might be struggling to find who they are is Kerry Colby uh, their zebra look came with the flamingo pink tights and legs that was going with that and it was a flat hat yeah (laughs) (laughs) the uh it was like a sort of lilac leopard print power suit with a spinning vinyl on her head and then the final look was pretty bad it was like this really cheap shiny uh, leopard print um gold dress with uh like silver jewelry and fur around the shoulders Stupid. This was, this was stupid the house. I literally I have in my notes here, I was saying before we started having our little combo today, I literally have in my notes, hated it, hate that hat, hot glue. Like <laughs> I just I I feel like there was no excuse for that dress and how poorly fit it was onto her, especially mm. on the top half. It was like gathering. And then I liked the suit in the middle, but yeah. like, did you ever go on Stenline when you were younger and they give you the curious George Frisbee? <laughs> no. it literally looks like that with a picture of Curious George on it it's like this fabric frisbee so <laughs> that's all I got from that I just I, I'm really disappointed by Kerry she's yeah. not giving me what I want like yeah I mean she she is giving me like a, a Katie Price fantasy and I'm, I'm quite there for it like that first look could like could be the front of like her next autobiography um the fifth or sixth one whatever it is and her face is so beautiful like she knows how to like she is and, and she is a queen who you want to look at because she is so compelling but mm-hmm. her looks and, and even her like presence in the workroom has been kind of low-key and lackluster like I, I'm I just am waiting for the queen I was expecting to show up mm-hmm. yeah I think she should have been in the bottom instead of Orion personally Same. I thought it was Same. very very yeah, lackluster yeah. uh Cornbread's next in her um zebra look it was there wasn't a whole lot of zebra it was just kind of the top but she'd brought a sort of like canteen with her and it was supposed to be kind of like safari corn cornbread plays jumanji uh second then was also black on black similar to willow but this was like a, a proper proper evening gown touched the floor mm. really curved out her body really really well and then it was i i quite liked the color palette on the final look with the pink wig and the pink gloves and then like a kind of turquoisey um heathery uh dress that was made for the final look I want to say stupid. I'm really sorry. (laughs) And I I love cornbread. But I just felt like she wasn't given enough of the team. Like it all seemed very like, oh, just a little bit of the the team is there. Like I know like Mm. the the middle dress was so beautiful on her. 
But like, I just felt like it was like a hint of the animal print. And like, it just wasn't yeah. enough for me. Whereas like, you know, as you're saying, like Widow Pill did that black silhouette. But then when you got her under the lights, when the lights hit her and you're like, oh, wait a minute, it's not just a black dress. Mm. It has the leopard yes. print on it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because I just felt like it was all very pedestrian. And then the final dress was, first of all, not a wedding dress, but I know none of them are. Um, But it was just a bit poorly constructed for me yeah it yeah. didn't need that like weird train thing hanging off the back of it like no. that made it look super cheap and i liked all the different colors put together but you're right it didn't fit properly and it was sort of bunching up in places and then i don't know like with the wig it was kind of like squat down like it kind of made it look shorter as well yeah. so like i i thought that there was kind of the, the the final look was definitely my least favourite of the three of them. I did love the safari one. I thought it was beautiful. Like, I loved those, like, white pants were just absolutely gorgeous. Oh, it's um, stunning. Like, so, so beautiful. Um, and the black one was gorgeous as well. But, like, I think that she really kind of let herself down in that final look. Like, that mm. first look, right? Like, I think, like, there's elements that, like, I would let you wear, right? But yeah. I was like, you know, I don't know if you remember, like, um, was it Madison in season one? And like she wore the black slacks in the top. And yes. I was like, it's just giving me a little bit more than that. Like, like this is what a normal oh, person would wear. Mystique. Mystique. Mystique Summer. Yeah, Summer yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm terrible with the lads. I can't think of anything. No, you're fine. For, who, did, um, who did the iconic splits right the before she was about to leave? In, in her work pants. But like, <laughs> yeah. I, I felt like that was giving me, not the same, because this is obviously a very heightened version of that. But I feel like I could see a person walking down the street wearing this. So mm. this is what that Mystique Summers Madison person will be wearing after they'd been on Queer Eye. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah once Tan got to her, yeah. that's what she was wearing. Yeah. Uh, Orion is up next. I have to say, Orion's makeup I thought was fantastic in this episode. The The first look was the Heather's, I guess, inspired look. I thought she really looked like Paris Hilton in this with the zebra skirt. Then the leather, uh, the not the leather, the, the leopard look was very Aquaria when Aquaria did that um, kind of like prehistoric look. It was kind of like an elastic Like Kylie and Wap. Oh yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then the final one was proper trailer trash. She, mm-hmm. I know she's based on her mom or whatever, but the tiger print and the zebra print sort of cups on the bra and everything. I I really quite liked these. Like in terms of they're all distinct characters. I thought I thought she got critiqued for being told that they weren't versatile. I had an issue with that because I was like, well that's the bloody challenge. Like you have to make a look with zebra like yeah, they all had animal print, but that was the challenge. So I don't know. I thought she was unfairly done dirty in this episode. I thought I, I did think she definitely came back and was like, I am a legitimate mm. player yeah. in this game. Like I am here. I may not have the most experience in the world, but I'm gonna try my absolute best. But like I do that I I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Keen. But I feel like her hair and makeup needs work. Okay. Her yeah, I makeup, think that that'd be the hair, I would say. Because the makeup to me, like in the first look, like it was very droopy downturned eyes and it okay. wasn't like blended very well and stuff like that was the the main thing yeah, i noticed I if i was to pick at anything where the hair and the makeup was a bit basic like it yeah. wasn't quite there but i thought the looks were very stylish very very you almost said stunning and then you didn't (laughs) (laughs) which says it all really (laughs) um i i i I think that like possibly like the versatility comment maybe means was more around 
how she was like on the runway because it was all like delivered with that kind of like Valium dead-eyed kind of mm-hmm. you know pearl runway walk. Uh, mm. I I actually really loved the Heather's look. I thought it was, and I thought that that kind of yeah, like cute. morose kind of sad teenager sort of look really suited it but then you kind of like oh i got the same kind of energy again in the next look and then the same energy again yeah, okay, in the last look enough. so i was like okay could have like give us like you know if you're going to be that vampy woman wearing that dress in the next one you need to like be like alert and sexy you know you can't come out and be sort of like which is yeah. what i got through of it but i do think that her looks were really good and like overall like i i don't think that she like she was definitely safe in my view yeah, i think so too yeah i think so yeah. Definitely 100%. Someone who wasn't safe though was June Jambalaya, the last one. She gave us the zebra parasuit. Uh, it was a pink or yeah, pink lining on the inside. I think it was a red. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the golden uh, lame dress, which she almost pulled off her as she was walking down the runway with her feet. And then the final like um, tiger print look that she hid for almost all the runway walk with those leaves. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say stupid, even though yeah. the first look I would wear. I would wear mm-hmm. that. And like, I feel like this is the right way to do like, I suppose, consumer style fashion in a drag way. Yeah. Like it was still very, very like draggy. But I really yeah. like the first look, but if I have to go for all three, it's going to be stupid for me yeah. because why did she not practice walking in that dress? It makes no oh, sense mm-hmm. to me. Yes. She could have made a bigger slit or made the front a bit lighter. Like there was so much material. And then the final look, like when I just saw that she wasn't going to move the the flowers the whole way down and it was so glaringly obvious mm. yes that it was like mad and then when like when it all came down to it and she took off those two straps like the silhouette was actually okay she could have probably worked with it yeah yeah i i think that this was okay like i think she could have just uh, like i think without some of the accessories she could have just sold this look much more mm-hmm. like much better um i loved her hair and makeup i thought she looked beautiful in in, in that way and like in the in the, the second look she kind of had a look of um jiggly caliente offer kind of like there was like i thought she had like personality in i don't know i i, I was sort of like i wanted more from june i thought that she was going to be more of a competitor but she just was so flat even in the yeah. previous episode as well it kind of yeah. felt like she gave up yeah there's an element yeah. of that a feeling. Of I like, just oh, I nice. think she kind of had a she has a very high opinion of herself and like mm. for which is obviously an amazing thing you should always have a high opinion of yourself. But I think when she got that knockback in the first episode, she was like, "Wait a minute!" And I think she's kind of having a bit of an existential crisis. Yeah, yeah, I, I see so that. Too. I see that. So June and Maddie have to lip sync to Kylie's mm-hmm. "I Love It," which was a great choice. It was nice to hear modern Kylie on the lip sync stage. And I don't know if you are familiar with a video of Diana Ross at the opening ceremony for the World Cup in 1994, and she's singing "I'm Coming I'm Out." Not familiar with that. No. <laughs> I'm absolutely she, not. Well, Google it after this. She's singing "I'm Coming Out," and she's on the pitch, and they tee her up basically to take a penalty, and she's standing so close to the net and she runs and she does this sort of fake you know lunging at the ball like a uh, Ronaldo would do and she kicks and she misses it like comically bad and then the net bursts in two right <laughs> it's just such a fucking epic fail I felt that was what June Jambalaya did in this lip sync she's up against a, mm-hmm. a straight guy who can't dance 
it is an open net and she messed it up by taking off all those clothes. Yeah, like yeah. I feel like my PTSD was activated. Like I've I've had people like Maddie approach me in coppers. Like I've seen that before. Yeah. Like, I've seen the dance. You know? oh, yeah. I know those moves. Yeah, no, I've seen them. I'd know them anywhere. But I just like, again, like going back to what we said, it's season 14. Like we know Rue likes the queens in the lip sync to keep it together. And like, I feel like, June did a wig reveal to a terrible wig, like a really like shaky yes. roll in the wig. And then when everything started falling apart, I was like, oh, it's over now. Like I, I, I didn't, I was like, I don't even need to watch this. I know she's going home. Yeah, completely. And you just, and you also knew like there was a producer right back, like peeling back the the contents of their, the chocolate to make sure it was chocolate mm-hmm. inside it. Cause they're like, we don't need this bitch hanging around. Um, but no, we that- could have to hear them say it's chocolate. Every week. It's chocolate. <laughs> it's chocolate. And see, the thing is, they know because, like, the little clipboard, they got the little notes. So they obviously know who has it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, they, they mm-hmm. do. And But I mean, like, I, I, like I'm fully, like, they're just going to give it to someone to, to as a shock elimination because they, they, they don't like to leave things to chance. But yeah, I, I felt like as if June had to win this lip sync. I was like, well, this is obviously like June is a, like a, a seasoned performer who is passionate about drag and kind of, you know, like has rhythm in a way that, mm-hmm. that Maddie just doesn't. So I was, and like Maddie was like giving it sort of like, you know, first time in drag this is my first time ever performing on a stage you know kind of like i'm just going to do this with my arms a little bit and that's good yeah. and, that, and that one again and like literally it was like what we were talking about earlier on like it, it felt like maddie was a makeover recipient that was made lip sync yes. you know yes. that kind of way. <laughs> yeah. just so 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 stiff like i really like i'm like i would like to see maddie you know show what she's very good at but like it needs to come quick. It yeah, I think I think that look like the headless look. I think that's her shtick. I think stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah. is her. Is look her, queen. Her, her yeah. thang. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's gonna win, Jen? Oh, I think Willow Pill is like a real front runner for me, um, and I also love Angeria so much. Nice. Mm-hmm. One of those two, mm-hmm. nice. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks as always, great to chat. We could we could sit here and chat all day. As always, uh, what do you have coming up? Uh, you, the talk is 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 popping off on. I'm on, on the socials. actual television. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be on the television on the 31st of January. Lovely. Talking about life in the fat lane, which is <laughs> great. Um, and other than that, we're just vibing. You know? <laughs> Do you think Carrie's going to be out soon? Mm, she needs to turn a corner if she's going to convince me otherwise. Like she has, like she has the star power and she has the potential, but she hasn't yet managed to translate that into into like what I was expecting from her. So I think she could turn it around still. But I don't know, like, I would have expected, a, like, a modelling type challenge, like, the ball to kind of have been mm. a thing. Like, I think I was blinded yeah. by her beauty in episode one, but in hindsight, I think Claire and Ashley were right when they were like, it's just pretty privileged that she seems to be sailing off. So, Jambalaya is off the menu for the rest of the season, but we still have 13 more delectable queens to <laughs> work our way through. Uh, thank you for listening. We will be back in the workroom uh, this week as well with a review of Mama Roo, RuPaul's latest album, uh, which will be fun i can't wait to uh get into i'm so looking forward to getting into it i have many yeah me too (laughs) okay (laughs) so for those of you who score this over in the workroom we will see you there on thursday and don't forget we will be 
live on Thursday evening to do our Meet the Queens for International All-Stars, a.k.a. UK versus the world. Um, so come along to our Instagram at cc.pod where you'll be able to find more info about that and join us about 7 Thursday evening is that right? yeah sounds good and other than that we'll see you here next Monday for episode 4 we'll chat to you then see you love you Bye. bye This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Head Stuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.